Warning, this episode contains foul language and potentially triggering discussions about death and what lies beyond it. Welcome to Keep It Weird. This is the podcast for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, sticky, gross, scary, and everything in between. Each week we get to sit down with a friend and chat about something weird. And this week is very exciting because we have a highly anticipated return guest on the show today. My name is Ashley and I am honored to introduce my favorite medium, Miss Amy Goldenberg. Hi, weirdos. It's so nice to have you back. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> it hasn't I feel been that honored, long. But... I know. I know. <laughs> but I feel honored. You're like highly anticipated. I'm like, really? Yeah, Ooh, very. I spent so much time by myself. I, f- I didn't know that. I'm yeah. Like, I'm anticipated. That's pretty dope. Yeah. You're like Mick Jagger here. <gasps> Shut up. Yes. Oh, my God. You Mick Jagger. You walk in and it's just like. <sighs> yeah. I have a weird anecdote about Mick Jagger. Really? Go on. I mean, this is all theory, but right because I was in the like cool rock and roll bands for a long time. Uh huh. And um, I think his is called the Rolling Stones. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Something about rocks for yeah, sure. Rocks and um, falling rocks. Anyway, maybe. I heard this rumor that he um, his uh, that he has a very small member, <gasps> and he's done all these different types of uh, treatments to try to make him have a larger member. And one of the treatments was um, being stung in the dick by uh, bees. <laughs> what? Yeah, that was one of the treatments. I feel like this is another one of those like Richard Gere gerbil in the butt. Oh, yeah. Rumors where it's like, could be. I don't could know. Be. I don't know why you'd put one in there. But I mean, he looks and he's a, he's a pretty small dude. So, you know, Mick Jagger. Know. Yeah, yeah. He's very like he's like a bird. He's like a little petite hollow baby. bones. Yeah tiny penis yeah maybe or maybe or enormous penis you can go either way with skinny dudes i know that's not what this episode's about <laughs> anyway, anyway so i'm honored to be likened to mick jagger we yeah. do we both have pretty decently sized lips yes so and we sing i sing as do well do you sing yeah yeah you I've and been lauren in- should sing together i know i don't <laughs> i don't I- do not sing <laughs> um i try but mostly by myself so the last time you were with us we talked about your experiences as a medium some famous mediums some infamous mediums as well as the science behind psychic abilities and we had so many listeners send in feedback and questions and you had quite a few reach out to you to work with you which is yeah amazing i'm like, still working with some people yeah and that's I, so I, awesome i met some really beautiful beautiful souls through this podcast i'm so grateful yeah, I still get new clients like that reaching just listen out to the, the episode and are like, "Hey, yeah, this yeah." And girl by the way, awesome. if you're a listener and you're like feel f- afraid to reach out, don't be afraid. I love when people talk to me about anything, and I yeah. just I love making new friends. And even if you're unsure if you want to like book a session with me or anything, 
feel free to reach out anyway you know like you don't have to you don't have to book with me to to like be friends yeah so yeah to follow you it. on instagram which yeah. your instagram changed from the last time you were here that is correct to um house of heron's eye and there's no like underscores or dots Just or anything all one large word thing string of words i was leaving a client a message the other day and i was like or you can email me at amy at house of com, and that's h-o-u-s-e-o-v oh wait hold uh oh oh no you know what just sound it out <laughs> and then i had to delete the message it was so embarrassing i'm like oh my god can i please delete this please please please, please god give me the option <laughs> Give me the option to delete this yeah. message. But yeah, so it's just at House of Heron's Eye. Awesome. That I mean, we'll tag you thing. and stuff too. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. do often, but we will continue yeah. <laughs> to tag you yeah. and stuff. Um, but I thought that for today's episode, you know, we could do a Q&A. We could give listeners uh, an opportunity to send in their questions and give me the opportunity to hang out with Amy, which is a win win for everyone. It's very lovely. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to have I've been you. like waiting and like <laughs> refreshing my email constantly like waiting email me to be invited back well you've been traveling I know, um, I know. and that's yeah. one thing that I wanted to talk to you about today yeah uh first of all we had f- over 50 people send in questions for Amy which is like I can't even tell you just so awesome that you guys are so interested and love the podcast like I love it so much but also that means we won't be able to get to everyone's questions today yeah yeah. But I will keep them on record and if ever we can make it happen, we will answer your questions. So fear not. But before we get into questions, I want to hear what you've been up to because I know that you went to Ireland and you went to New Orleans mm-hmm. too as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know that you've had some like experiences yeah. since the last time you've been on and I just want to hear about them. Um, well, I changed my company name yes. to House of Heron's Eye and I, I'm doing basically exclusively like coaching and um, spiritual coaching. And I started doing my workshops. So I've hosted two workshops now. I have another one coming up um, at the end of August here in Los Angeles. It's going to be a two-day workshop. And I went to Ireland for 10 days. And that was really beautiful. I found out last year that I am like basically, I would probably say like 30% Irish. And I thought I didn't know that I was any at all. And so I went there and I visited a lot of the counties that were listed in my uh, DNA. Um, and I drove all around Ireland. And it was very magical and kind of scary because they drive on the other side of the road. Um, but <laughs> Oh, wait. So, like, you drove? I drove, yeah. The car. I drove about a 1,000 oh, miles while my I was there. Yeah. Lanta. I wouldn't be able to do it. It was... Uh, I would. I'm it was, stronger it was, than I say. No, it was... I thought it was going to be, like, hard. But I'm a, I'm a... I think I'm a great driver. And I had a lot of fun. And then when I got back, I was like, I'm just going to keep driving on the other side of the road because I'm a European. <laughs> and then I was like, that's really dangerous and also stupid. Um, and also I didn't illegal. Do I didn't do it. I didn't do that. But, but you were tempted. I wanted to just to like prove that I could do it. I don't know. Without dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or getting arrested. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. So I went to Ireland and it was really beautiful, really, really magical. There's just like, uh, I work a lot with land. That's like my religion, I would say, is like I work with the earth primarily. Right. Uh, There's a lot of different like spiritual pathways that people can take and like different religions like that you can study. And for me, I, I worship and work with the earth. 
And there are these uh, entities called elemental spirits, mm-hmm. or they've also been called fairies or leprechauns or the contemble, which are which is like uh, the African name for them, I believe. And um, they're like the little people of the earth, and they're really really present in places that are of like of like undisturbed, uh, revered nature, and that's just like everywhere, all over Ireland. As a culture, they're so into the elemental spirits that, like, there there are these things called fairy trees. Have you heard of fairy trees? Yes, I have. I'm sure most of the people who listen to this podcast have heard. Probably, maybe, but, maybe. Heard yeah, of them. but basically, a fairy tree is a tr- is a is a like a lone standing tree with nothing growing around it, and um, those trees are like entrances into the other world. So they don't cut them down, uh, no matter what. Like the DeLorean shop that was uh, in Ireland, he wanted to build it on top of a fairy tree. And basically everybody, all the construction dudes like quit and were like, we're not going to do it. And his business ended up seriously failing because he did do it anyway. But and the theory is like that he angered the elementals. Anyway. So, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the, so yeah, there's just a lot of energy there. It was really beautiful, amazing trip. And then I came back. I've also been to... I went out and stayed in uh, 29 Palms in the middle of the desert for four days and shut off my phone and got in touch with those elementals. Oh, man. I need to do that. That was really beautiful. Oh, yeah. I I highly recommend, like, doing a little mini detox from the the technology because we got really, really wrapped up in it. And I do, too. You know, everybody does. And so that was really uh, just a lovely experience. And then I went to... um, I just got back last week from, I went to New Orleans for a week and I got in touch with a medium there who I worked with. Her name was uh, Fatima. She's, uh, she's really amazing. I have her card somewhere, but I can't, I can't remember her last name. She was very legit. And I went to a like very legit botanica there where they had all these shrines to the voodoo, um, deities the voodoo priestess marie laveau Mm -hmm. but also the deities and the energy there is so intense like i could the the deities were like upon me very very strongly and they were asking me for like a blood offering and i don't that's not my religion so i don't work with them but i like i was like thank you for like offering to work with me but i but i don't i'm not interested (laughs) but i did have one uh orisha who are who are the deities of the like uh hoodoo religion i believe um, one of them, her name is Oshun, and she is the like water goddess and love. She's like Aphrodite, and she she did come forward, and I did like a little bit of ritual work with her, and it was really amazing. And I can definitely understand why people like to live in that area. You can really mm-hmm. feel the the like the potency of the magic there. So you've had a very very magical six months, yes, and it doesn't seem like it's stopping. <laughs> No, which and, is awesome. Yeah, I'm. I'm also trying to figure out how to uh, how to work in. Um, be I'm gonna go, hopefully in September, get certified to do past life regression therapy. Oh wow! Under Brian L. Weiss, who is the doctor who wrote the book Many Lives, Many Masters, which is a really famous. Mm-hmm. I, book. I I recognize the title. I might yeah. have it. I have so many. Um, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. O- metaphysical occults and metaphysical yeah. books that I'm haven't touched yet i yeah. just constantly buy them at secondhand oh, yeah. bookstores yeah, yeah, yeah and then put them on the shelf and i'm like i'll get to you so my inventory is a big question mark yeah which is exciting yeah when i go to pick out a book 
And I'm like, I don't know what you are. Yeah, that <laughs> is exciting. That next. And it's so interesting because it's almost like your subconscious is like, get that book. And then you're like, when you're ready, then you pick it up and read it. And when you're, like, you're ready. Oh, I really needed this. Yeah. So. True. I've never thought of it that way. Mm-hmm. But it's happened multiple times. It just happened to a client of mine. Him and his wife were, were shopping for books, I guess. And I recommended this one book out of nowhere. I'm like, have you ever read this book? I never read it, but I think you need to read it. And he's like, oh, we just bought that book. I'm like, okay, great. Okay, great. <laughs> you know? Well- um yeah (laughs) so you're ahead of the curve yeah good to know (laughs) yeah so but yeah it's just been like busy 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 good busy though yeah you're back in the land of trash i am thank you i do i do uh i do have some good hikes that i like to go on around here (laughs) trying to be nice (laughs) there's some trees and there's some good beaches occasionally yeah i know i you know i actually went on my first hike um not ever but like my first (laughs) la hike in the past like two years Uh like i just kind of stopped going yeah yeah i was going on the same hikes all the time also we had all those fires so like the hikes weren't really that Mm. they were very brown and there wasn't a lot of vegetation not healthy (laughs) exactly and when my friend visited, I, she wanted to go on a hike. And I was like, sure, yeah, we'll go. And we kind of went up uh, the old zoo trail. Mm-hmm. The Griffith Park one? Yeah. Oh, nice. And um, it was beautiful. It was greener than I've ever seen it. Yeah. Um, since I moved to L.A. 10 years ago, there were not only like trees and grass, but there was flowers. And it was like, what? This is like a, if it always looked like this, maybe I would go more often. Yeah. But I'm always... That's the closest trail to me, which is why that's the one I because I don't like it's like the commuting to commuting go to go hiking yeah. is kind of like, well, then yeah. I'm just going to have to get back in the car and yeah. experience the stress of getting home. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't yeah. know how um, furtive this hike will be. Yeah. But, I feel uh, but yeah, it was so green and beautiful. And I was like, oh, OK, L.A.'s yeah. pretty. Yeah. I mean, uh, Southern California is is really gorgeous it's it's like once you can you can just get out of the city there's so much beauty mm-hmm. and uh the desert like i have done a little bit of research on like southwest foraging and things like that and and i read a quote that was like you might die of thirst in the southwest desert but you could never die of hunger because it looks like oh look at all these like dead bushes and all this like you know dried up stuff but actually there's so much food in the desert really so much you can eat yeah 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 like every plant almost is edible except don't eat plants with white flowers there's one (laughs) there's 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 two different plants that have the same looking first lesson first lesson of the episode yeah do not eat plants don't eat plants with white flowers (laughs) i mean in the southwest desert at least because there's two one super edible totally like legit to eat other one looks really similar will kill you wow I just, I'm just like, okay, well, I'm just going to stay away from both of them. Yeah. Just like pass on the white flowers. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a lot to, there's a lot to eat out there. That's a dice I don't want to roll. Right? Yeah. I think it's called Hell's Bells or something. Hell's Bells? That's an ACDC song. And I think it's based (laughs) on the plant. I don't know. Maybe I'm totally wrong. I have no idea what they're, I don't know what they're thinking, what they're talking about. So questions so i basically like combined some of them because like i said we had over 50 people sending questions which is awesome but since we're not going to get to a lot of them today i'm clumping some we're going to try and you know answer all of them within one conversation and i thought we would start with death cool because we had a lot of people write in and ask about death 
Sweet. Um, so I'm going to read a couple of the questions that were asked and we'll, we'll try and fit in all the answers. Huh. What is the afterlife like? What happens after you die? What is death like? Sweet. All kind of the same question. Yeah. So, so I'll start off by saying like. You've never experienced it. Oh, right, right, right. Also, but, but In this lifetime. <laughs> I mean, we've all experienced death many, many times. Because, I, I mean, in my opinion, I believe in reincarnation. Right. So, but I'll start off by saying, like, I have done a lot of research about this. Um, I have built my own conclusions based on my experiences channeling and working with clients and working with people who have passed over. Mm-hmm. But there is no one on earth who can give you a definitive answer about this. Yeah. And anyone who says that they know is full of shit, including myself. Like, I don't know. I have theories. And they change based on, like, new information that I get. But I have done a little bit of research about this. So a lot of, bit of, re- a lot of research about this. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of it's primarily what research. I do. So, so um, I... I love the work by this doctor uh, who wrote Many Lives, Many Masters, Brian L. Weiss. He is really fascinating because his his uh, he was he went to Yale, he went to Columbia, and he's the head of psychiatry at Mount Sinai in Miami. Um, and he was totally like skeptic, not you know not of the he's not like a spiritual weirdo guy, um, but he started doing regression therapy and he had this one patient that they couldn't find the source of her trauma. So they, so he regressed her and and just said, was like frustrated one day and was like, all right, let's, let's just go back to the point where the trauma came from. And she regressed to like a thousand year old lifetime basically. And um, from that point he's, he's done over 4,000 individual cases of regressing people individuals as well as large groups he facilitates large groups of uh doing these past life regression meditations you can actually go online and do uh do them he has them available on youtube for free you can listen and and the first very first time i did a past life regression meditation i used his that was like i don't know like seven years ago or something and um so based on his work and um testimonials of anybody who's had a near-death experience Mm -hmm. every single regression when they die when they experience death after the initial experience is over they float above their body they they become extremely peaceful and light they feel they feel like immense peace they um they have like a, a view of like what did I learn in this lifetime? Like what what did I what did I not learn? And like what are my main lessons? And they float above to a white light, a comforting, healing white light, and and they're usually welcomed by their loved ones who are in the form of the loved one of that lifetime. Right. So like, I might have had many lifetimes with my mom. And she might have been my daughter or my sister or my best friend or my aunt or my cousin, whatever. In this lifetime, she's my mom. So when I pass over, that's who's welcoming me is my loved ones who I who I knew in this life so that you're comfortable passing over. So it's not a bunch of strangers standing Correct. around and you're yeah. going, who are you? Yeah. I've never seen you before. Right. And across the board, over 4,000 individual cases and not just one regression, multiple regressions. They all have the same experience, the same exact experience 
And there's the argument like, oh, well, when people have a near-death experience, they have like DMT released in their brain and that's why they're having this euphoric thing. But these patients are not having near-death experiences. Yeah, they they're haven't regret- had them. Exactly. So they're, they're like, they're, their brain isn't doing some like uh, function in order to make death more comfortable for them. They're having like a totally separate experience that is the same as people who have near-death experiences. So that I feel like is like a lot of evidence. You yeah. Know? circumstantial or not that's a lot that's a large group of people yeah experiencing the same thing and when you say things like you know I always think of um you know people say my life my life flashed before my eyes Mm -hmm. now say you have a near death experience in the sense that like it's very shocking Mm -hmm. it could be the same thing as like what did I learn in this life what did I not learn in this life only it's condensed yeah because then it didn't happen and you're fine yeah. But the people that actually do pass on and say like get um resuscitated. Right. That's a slower experience. That's something that they can actually go like, what did I learn? What did I not learn? You can mm-hmm. actually start to like digest it before yeah. you're shocked or you're yeah. you yeah. know, brought back. As yeah. opposed to people that just have their life flash before their eyes because something crazy just happened really quickly. Which is interesting. Yeah, totally. So I think like that kind of seems to be like what happens when we die Mm -hmm. is that our soul leaves our body and goes back to source. Uh, And then we choose to come into another life. We wait and we have an opportunity to come into another life so that we can learn different lessons um, so that we can expand our, our, our spiritual consciousness more. Uh, in ways that we were unable to in in the previous lifetimes. Like if you, for example, lived a life of extreme privilege, in your next life you might choose to live in extreme poverty. Live in yeah. extreme poverty. Because or if you were like a, a new... horrible, crazy, like sadistic murderer, uh, maybe you will come back and, and have some unfortunate things happen to you. But it's not like... I was just debating about this with my roommate last night about like whether it's like karmic debt being repaid because that's another theory that like right that you like if you oppress you get people points and you lose points and you yeah right like there has to be some type of balance of like if you're so, if you're like you incarnate as somebody who's really oppressive and like hurtful to others then you have to like come back as somebody who's the opposite but I mean like we're just we're just kind of like debating and arguing about whether that like karmic debt is is real or not because there's also theories about like people who come in to like everybody we all know somebody like this who was super brilliant super loving super good person like just a light everybody loved them they were just such a good person and there's a freak accident and they die and the theory about that stuff is in and the because I have a couple clients who um, who have a loved one uh, that that happened to and I work directly with him very, very closely. I've never met him in person. I've only met him spiritually, but he works really closely with me and um, and some of his relatives that I also work with. And he is he says like, oh, I cleared a karmic debt for my family lines by by doing that. And that was always planned. Like I always knew I was, my soul knew that I was going to go out that way when I came in 
to the life. So, um, but we all know somebody like that, you know, who's like, I don't know what happened. He, I guess he had like an unknown heart, di- heart dysfunction and he died in his sleep and he was 23 years old and he was the light of everyone's life. Yeah, you like know? killed in a drunk driving accident right. or mm-hmm. like just. And so one theory is that like these souls come in to teach us certain things, but also to clear karmic debts for their loved ones. Like they sacrifice themselves in order to like clear the slate for their loved ones. That's an interesting theory. Yeah. And it's a really beautiful theory. Yeah. And I love that. I love that one. And and I've heard it said from the spirits that I've channeled, multiple ones, like clearing karmic debt. And I think, again, like the word karmic, as human beings, we we can understand what that word means. But that might not be, it it might not be like tit for tat kind of thing in the spiritual realm. They might just be using a word that we can understand. Yeah. You know, like who knows It might be called blurb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Something we cannot comprehend yeah, at all. Yeah, not so, comprehend or a sound that we can't make. Yeah, yeah. What was the third thing? It was what's the afterlife like? What happens after you die? And what is death like? So I think death and I think the okay. last two are kind of the same question. I mean, I think death is generally really painful for everybody, mm-hmm. you know. And if you're lucky, it happens really quickly. Yeah. And you don't notice or like you don't know. But um, I, I don't know, you know, I think that it's like from the research that I've done about people doing the past life regression stuff, when they experience their deaths, they they like usually come into a period of discomfort and then and then it's gone. So it's like I think you're just generally uncomfortable and then you and then you move on and then and, you move past it. Yeah. And sometimes I think your body just goes into shock and you don't really feel anything. I've had like. I think like four memories and experiences of dying. I remember you told us some on the yeah last episode. Yeah. Yeah. There was one. Uh, there was two that I didn't mention. Uh, one I had gotten. I was. Uh, I don't know if this is like a premonition of my death in the future or if it was like totally whatever. But there was one where I got shot and I didn't feel that, but I did feel really cold. And I remember looking at my husband and tell, and he was holding me and I said, it's okay. Everything's going to be okay. And I said, but I am really cold. That's so funny. Like, cause you hear that in movies and I, yeah. and I I'm remember. Cold. Yeah. Cause you're, you know, losing blood con- or your life force or yeah. Your, yeah. And then I had another one where I was blown up in a bombing. Oh, geez. Um, and that one actually was probably the most chill thing ever. <laughs> like it was really hot and I was just like, m- my body was picked up off the ground and I was just like, kind of floating in like a chaotic floating hot thing and then it was just like peace and silence um yeah one of the arguments i think or you know i don't know if argument is the right word but something that people kind of use to discredit past life regressions and past life memories and stuff is the fact that you know everyone's like oh i ever every time you hear a past life thing it's always i live this magnificent life or I died in this horrible way and it was like well just think of your memories Uh, just like me my memories I don't remember the Tuesday that I watched Project Runway for four hours and had lasagna and went to bed yeah I remember the Tuesday where I went to Disneyland do you know what I mean like those things are more yeah prevalent they're 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 bigger in my mind because they're a stronger memory there's more things that happened yeah so yeah you might not 
remember the lives that you died peacefully in your sleep at 90. But but if you do enough regressions, um, yeah, you, you might you will. be able to and access so, the yeah. Tuesdays with the lasagna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if we're if we're like if we've had all these many many lifetimes, so many thousands and thousands and thousands of days, like you're not gonna you're not gonna keep those ones around because no. they're they're irrelevant, you know. But I don't know. I've I've read so much about past life regression that people do have really boring lives that sucked, you know, where they're like a serf and they're like. You know, they they work for the king and their life sucks and everything's dirty and everything smells like pee. Like, yeah, you know, like if you're gonna if you're gonna have like a past life regression, that's like that's like I was Marilyn Monroe. And it's like most people's past life regressions generally aren't that glamorous. They kind of suck, you know, or maybe there's occasionally they're like nice and they got to have a life of luxury or something but generally most of the ones i've read like people don't have a lot of luxury what they what they are learning from is like to like from my regressions what i learned about this lifetime is i'm so dramatic and i have so much and i like have so much pain on the inside and i'm like depressed and pain all the time and it's like oh i'm i'm not being persecuted i'm not being burned at the stake i'm not being tortured People are not doing experiments on me. I'm not in prison. I'm not really oppressed really intensely. I'm pretty privileged. So that is like a great lesson, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, I need to stop being so dramatic. Things and, aren't so bad. Right. Yeah. And another thing, I know you said you already did some episodes on the past life regression stuff, so I won't like talk about it for too much longer. But there's one thing uh, that this doctor has noticed is in his patients, they'll have these horrible phobias and then they'll go back mm. and do the past life regression and the phobia goes away. And he said, um, imagination, if it was their imagination, that is not enough scientifically speaking or like psychologically speaking in that stu- in that realm of study. That's not enough. Imagination is not enough to remove phobias or to remove like traumas. It has to be something that was real. So if they're making it up, that's not going to remove their phobia or their fear or their like their weird quirk that they have that gets in the way of their life. It has to have come from something that was real, allegedly based on like their studies in that realm of knowledge and science and everything, which I thought was pretty interesting. Yeah, especially, you know, I, I've i actually had a listener reach out recently who said, you know, that she felt that she may have drowned in a past life because she has people, such a yeah. horrible fear of water, water. but she lives mm-hmm. in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm not near water. I have yeah. no reason. I yeah. didn't have an experience. Like, there's no reason for me to be afraid of the ocean. Mm-hmm. And it's like, unless at one point in history... I was trapped on a sinking ship. Yeah. You know, or I... And that's I was, a pretty... Pers- that's a pretty specific... Did she say trapped on a sinking ship? That's a pretty specific yeah. thing. And that's already telling. Because if you... If, you're, if your go-to isn't like, oh, maybe I drown. Just like generally, I don't yeah. know how I drown. If I thought I drown, I wouldn't immediately go to, I was on a sinking ship. Yeah. I might go to, I was trapped in like... Water water i couldn't swim uh i was uh there was a flood you know like something but to go specifically to that like i feel like that's already like her subconscious being like look you did have a past life where you drowned on a ship you know but for for whomever that may be that 
that reached out, like I would recommend doing a past life regression. Absolutely. I'm definitely going to recommend it to her. I didn't know that they had those like on YouTube that you could just access. He has one on YouTube that, uh, that I send to my clients. I'm also like going to be trying to train under him within the next year to get the certification to do the regressions myself. And then I'm going to start, I'm going to record my own guided meditations too sell on my website yeah eventually that's coming up in the in the near future just because it's like so the drowning thing there's so many cases of people with the fear of the water and then they do the past life regression and then once they realize the source of their fear they no longer have that fear it just goes away and uh that's a that's a particular fear that that has come up a lot in the in like what i've studied about it so it's pretty interesting that's really interesting yeah yeah, that that kind of therapy, I mean, I feel like it's a therapy that even if you were a person who's like, I don't believe in past lives, I don't believe in reincarnation, I still feel like it's something that could benefit you. Because yeah. not only are is it a past, I mean, it's just past trauma. Yeah. Is yeah, it past trauma in your life or is it a past yeah. trauma before you were this person? Like, yeah. try yeah. it. Like, you have no idea what yeah. you could benefit benefit or like experience experience through that let's see so this is an interesting one and i think it's a question that a lot of people have about ghosts and the paranormal Mm -hmm. and it goes along with death why do only some people become ghosts and leave presences after death Mm -hmm. i mean again like there's really no way of knowing the stuff like for real yeah but the uh, entities that I have personally encountered that are that are like stuck are people who did really bad things and they have a hard time of letting go. Of, there's a couple different like theories that I've heard about this um, that I kind of buy into. But the ones that I've done that I've worked with, like Priest Michael, for instance, which we talked about in the last episode, he yes. was like an entity that followed me around for my whole life. I've also, um, this is super weird, but <laughs> I've also uh, kind of like worked with Ted Bundy's spirit right, a couple times because it just comes around because he's like, he was really unwell, you know, and, yeah. and like actually he, it's it's actually kind of sad. Like he was very mentally unwell, you know, he, he, and he can't let go of the fact that he didn't want to do what he was doing, but he couldn't control himself. So he can't let go of his actions in this life so he can't let go of his identity in this life so he can't move on to the he next can't move on and he then, can't drop it yeah some people are afraid i think to leave behind their life because they don't want to like lose their loved ones or like lose their their memories or whatever it is i think some people are really afraid of of like detaching from their identity and so they'll they'll like remain attached to who they were in this lifetime instead of like letting it go i think some people are afraid to cross over because they might be like they might have been like these are all theories but they might have been raised in like a very like very religious household and then decided to become an atheist and then once they die they realize that like there is an afterlife so they're afraid to go to the light because they are like oh my god what if hell's yeah i'm gonna end up what if i'm gonna go to hell so then they stay and they're afraid of of that and then also people who, not all of them, but some people who end their own lives, I've uh, I've crossed a handful of them over. They almost seem confused. 
Yeah. Or like very, yeah, I would say confused for sure. Very, uh, like they didn't quite know exactly what they were doing. Some people when they're, I mean, all people when they're in that mental state of like ready to end their own lives, they're so unaware of reality that they're not quite exactly sure what they're doing. And so once they do, they have like a hard time letting go. I've had a couple different people that I've crossed over that that ended their own lives and basically like their fear was I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to come back and I don't want to leave or I need my life validated like I need my experience validated uh there's one woman who I worked with that she just wanted her like experience to be known about like she was very very lonely and she um she ended her own life and then like nobody really knew still and i think she just wanted validation of her experience so that she could move on and what about uh you know you always hear people say like they don't know they're dead Hmm. they're not aware that they're dead is that something where it's like have you ever encountered anything like that or is that like a horror movie trope i've never i've never been around a spirit that didn't know they were dead really no i've never heard that before it's usually that they're afraid of leaving their loved ones or they uh, like I've had some people that really were having like a psychotic break and they didn't know what they were doing. And they're and they're very uh, they feel really bad. So they don't want to leave the life. I think that I just I really don't know because I feel like there's a lot of these instances of people like passing away and they immediately cross over. But some people don't. And they and they need to be crossed over like there's uh, which I think happens to people who maybe like people who are really, really famous or something like they're afraid of letting go of their identity. And so they don't want to cross over. Another theory that I've heard about this is so as human beings, we have our physical body, our emotional body and our spiritual body. And these can also our emotional body could also be known as our as a thought form. And that's like our identity. So like when we die, our physical body dies and our spiritual body moves on. But our emotional body, uh, which is our identity, is what remains around as a ghost. And and that's what I've heard also. And th- and that and it has its own like form of intelligence to a degree. Right. So that you can you can say like, oh, no, you actually don't have to stay here. Like I crossed over a spirit recently who was like who was afraid, afraid I can't come back or something like that and I was like no you can come back if you cross over you, you you just like you'll come back in a different body and then he was like very quickly was like ready to go you know yeah. he was like okay yeah yeah <laughs> all right you know well, my bags are packed right right and I think some people are afraid to leave their loved ones and want to wait till some people are I know they choose to wait until their loved ones cross over in order to like become fully like spirit But yeah, I don't know, you know, it's all just like, we just don't know. But based on my experiences, the people who get quote unquote, like stuck, are people who are like, have maybe done bad things in their lives. And they, and they kind of need to have help letting go of the horror that they that they created. Mm -hmm. You know, like, Ted Bundy, for instance, I would, I would say like, you did bad things as this form, but that's not who your soul is. And you need, like, I had a, I had a, an ancestor who, like, attacked me, who I think was a really bad, unhealthy ancestor. 
And at first I was afraid of him and I was like, you need to leave. And then I was like, oh, he's an an he's my ancestor. And so I said, I, I acknowledge your life. I know you did bad things, but you aren't those things that you did. And you need to let go of them now and you need to cross over and become pure soul and let go of that unhealthy identity that you still hold on to. And since that experience that he has never been around again. Interesting. So, yeah. Yeah, because I always think of, you know, I always think of things like uh, what what is known as like a residual haunting, mm -hmm. which is literally like you always see someone going up and down the stairs. It's just like a residual sort of energy mm -hmm. that lasts there. And you can actually call it that. You can call it like just like a residual energy imprint on that space. And you can also think of it as like an emotional what, what did you call it? The emotional, emotional body. The emotional yeah. body. Where it's like, yeah, no, no, yeah. no, the soul is gone, but the emotional body is still occupying that yeah. space, which is a yeah. cool way to look at it. Totally. Yeah. And I think that, I do think there are some like totally intact spirits that don't cross over, that like stick around, or they have crossed over and they want to stay with their loved ones. But this, this emotional uh, or like these residual hauntings, human beings that are alive. Yeah can create that you know i see it in my house i'll see i'll see like a spirit and i'll and it'll be probably a time where i got really excited and i was sitting in that chair and i left this like stamp of like burst of energy in there or if you have if you lose somebody and you like crawl you curl up on the ground and you're sobbing you leave that sorrow imprint there and so that residual energy could even belong to somebody who's still alive. Yeah. You know? It doesn't have to be. Right. Yeah. I always talk about that, too, as in the, f the sense that, like, we don't understand time because time is something that we kind of made up to make our lives easier. But, like, right. it doesn't actually exist. Yeah. So, like, you're seeing this person in your house and really it's probably just you three weeks from now. <laughs> where, yeah. like you're running into yourself yeah and you're like or like a, a lot of people say like i was sitting on the bed and i felt someone get into bed yeah and it's like well it's probably you it could have been for <laughs> sure yeah that you felt get into the yeah. bed yeah um okay let's move on from death okay another popular topic sent in was about kind of like getting out of your own way and opening up to spirituality mm -hmm. like opening up spiritually and I know these questions are kind of all over the place but I'm going to read a few and we'll kind of address the yeah. idea when doing a self-read for tarot how much should we interpret as subconscious versus spiritual how do you overcome Can I answer that one really quick yeah okay subconscious and spiritual I would say are the same thing yeah just different words for the exact same thing and also like I think some people have a really developed talent for reading cards. I have been instructed by my spiritual team that I am not allowed to read cards because I'm really bad at it. <laughs> I started reading cards when I was nine years old. I can't interpret them. I always end up having a bad day when I read my cards. I only ever want to see the lover's card. And then when I do see it, I decide that, it, that it's wrong and that I, there's something wrong. Like, it's just... That modality isn't for everybody. So there's other ways. Of if you're struggling with yeah. tarot, for example, 
There's other things to do. There's other things to do. You could try a different type of card. You could yeah, try like an angel card cards, yeah. or, you know uh, what I mean? There's also like runes. There's other yeah. divination tools. And if that, that doesn't use. work, you could try another thing. Like a pendulum um, or something like that. I know that for me, for example, because I'm very scientific. Mm-hmm. I, I use the scientific terms for everything. Mm-hmm. It's just something that I'm more comfortable with. Yeah. And I know I always base it off my quote unquote intuition, yeah. which... I know is a form of spirituality, but like I always base tarot card reading off my intuition and depending on like if I have a stressful day or if I'm having like pretty high anxiety, I can't read them. Yeah, I can't. I And I know what every single card means. I have memorized them. I know what they mean. Yeah. And I can't. Yeah. Because there's some sort of mental. I have to be very open. I have to be very free, very clear minded to be able to get a read on a set of cards. Yeah. And if there's anything blocking that, forget about it. Yeah. Because I I solely go off of like intuition and feel. Well, to whoever was asking the question, if you're doing a if you're doing like a tarot session for yourself, Whatever your initial gut reaction is, is is probably what you should be going with. But also, I feel like divination tools like tarot can kind of be used as escapism Mm -hmm. in order to like attempt to predict something just to like give yourself comfort or whatever. Right. I don't really like those kind of spiritual things. I don't do predictive work like as I was talking to you earlier. Yeah, we talked about about that earlier. Uh Uh-huh. I think that sometimes if we're trying to bypass our pain by reading cards, we might not really be learning the lesson that we're supposed to be learning and we might not really be caring for ourselves in the right way. Um, not saying that like you shouldn't use tarot cards at all. I think they're great. Uh, for me, they're really bad because <laughs> um, I, I will always interpret that, interpret them negatively and make myself have a bad day. But I think like meditating and being quiet and checking in with yourself is probably as effective as like doing a tarot card reading for yourself um, and maybe more telling. That's just my opinion, though. I kind of have beef with the cards right now because I have like five decks and every single one. I just like can't do it. Yeah. And I've been doing it for a long time, like 21 years, you know. Then you're all of a sudden struggling. And I hate him. I've always done <laughs> and I hate wrong. him. <laughs> I've always done them wrong. But I'm, um, so I'm bad at it. So uh, that's just me. One thing I try to explain to people with tarot that like have never actually tried to learn it for themselves is that tarot cards don't really predict the future as much as they like offer you a different way of looking at things Mm -hmm. which so like you said meditation does the same thing it can and again if tarot cards work for you i think they're great if you're really good at reading oracle cards or reading tarot cards and that's your modality like that's awesome but if you're trying to read tarot cards and it's and you're struggling there's other ways of getting in touch spiritually Like I had a medium recently that I went and saw and she recommended that I do that I make my own form of divination set like. Oh, interesting. So I'm so I'm right now I'm formulating like, well, what does that look like? Well, maybe I could have a stone and that stone represents this and I could have like a piece of wood and that represents this because I do everything earth based. And that way I can have my own meanings on my on my own objects. And so when I need to know an answer, there's no ability for me to misinterpret something that I've created. Right. You know. 
So that's what I just wanted to get the tarot card thing out of the way. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, this next question is kind of like exactly what we've been talking about. How do you distinguish the difference between your mind and overthinking versus intuition? So I actually teach a workshop about this thing called the basics of spirituality. It's like uh-huh. the part one workshop that I that I have. And one of the things that we talk about is ego versus intuition. Mm. So generally the way that I like to describe how to interpret a message or like uh, an instinctual knowing that you have, this is an example I use. So I have a client who's like, I want, I want to do this new job. And I'm like, cool. And he's like, this is the field. I think I'll be really good at it. And then these secondary things start coming in. But I don't know how much it'll pay. I don't know if I'll be good at it. I don't know if this, well, what about that? Well, what if I don't have the right credentials? Like, And so in my experience, the very first answer that you get that is definitive, yes or no, is your intuition, your higher knowing. And everything else, like all the other dialogue stuff and the what if, the like protective stuff is your ego coming in trying to like prevent you from becoming uncomfortable or in pain. So that's what I would answer that question with is like your instinctual knowing. If you ask the question, if you clear your mind and you meditate for a minute and you clear your mind and then you ask the question and your first instinctual response, whether it be yes or no, I would go with that always. And sometimes it's not what you want it to be. Yeah. You know. There was a um an interesting thing about like if you're trying to pick between two things, for example, and you say you're going to flip a coin, say you're trying to choose between Pizza Hut or Taco Bell, mm-hmm. which you shouldn't have either. But say you're trying <laughs> to choose between the two. And I would you, choose Taco Bell. I would choose Taco Bell too. But but I would choose you love Pizza Hut. Let's just say. So you flip the coin, whichever one you feel hope for like as the coin flips yeah do that thing because yeah. we can always over 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 analyze yeah. and over like and completely sabotage ourselves mm-hmm. when we're trying to make even like tiny decisions like yeah. where should i eat tonight yeah it's like well where do you want to eat yeah. well, i want to eat here but it's like well then eat there you just said it yeah eat the place you want to eat at yeah yeah. Um, and I think that, that that's definitely for, for me, especially something that I really need to start paying more attention to because uh, with my anxiety disorder, I can get very, I mean, I was just telling you earlier and I'll kind of talk about it a little bit right now. We're going on two trips in the future mm-hmm. and um, trips always cause me a little bit of anxiety. There's always yeah. a little bit of like, oh, well, I don't really like flying. And also like I'll have to be away from my cats and I love my cats and I have to. Mm-hmm. So there's always a little bit of anxiety involved. But when I first learned of these trips, I was like, yeah. yeah. And then immediately after I was like, oh, but I don't know if I, I, I don't think I should yeah. take off work. Yeah. I don't think I should blah, 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 blah. And I eventually was like, Ashley, just do it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what do you just do? Just do the thing. And I know I won't regret it unless I like, you know, die on the way. (laughs) It's a horrible thing to say, but but... I wouldn't know, I guess. But yeah. um, Yeah. It's just one of those things where it's like, I need to be better at like, I think that's why noticing what my first reaction is. What your first like instinctual response is. Because you can get bogged down by all the totally stuff that comes after yeah i think that's like why so many people have anxiety and depression and all these intense worry 
because there's a lack of spiritual life mm-hmm. and we're like instinctually spiritual beings. So when we don't have any spiritual practice, like, of course, if if everything is chaos, of course, you're going to be anxious, you know? Yeah. But if you think about it like, oh, I'm being granted two trips. I wonder why I, I wonder what I'm going to learn on those trips. I wonder what part those trips play in my life pathway in my life map. Like, Ooh, that's exciting. Like, I wonder what spirit has in store for me. Um, because nothing is accidental, you know, like, and then you, you don't have to worry about all the logistics because it's like, if it wasn't supposed to work out, it wouldn't be happening, you know? Yeah. Um, and I just feel like it's so much more calming to just, when you receive something like that, to just, be like oh this is exciting let's see what happens like intrigue if something's supposed to be happening for you everything else is going to be taken care of it's us getting in our own way that creates a resistance within ourselves then then interacts with energy outside of ourselves to create resistant energy then we'll make it a problem Mm -hmm. and the example i use for that for people is say you're having one of those days where you wore two different shoes and you got a flat tire on the way to work and a bird shit on your car handle and you couldn't open your car door and then you got home and the refrigerator door was left open and all your food's ruined mm-hmm. like you're having one of those days right where you're just like give me a break yeah it's there are like two things that you can do you can laugh cuz it's hilarious because you just had so many horrible things happen to you. Yeah. Or you can literally fume. Yeah. And ruin your day. Right. And that's how another way that I have to look at my anxiety. Yeah. Where it's like I can either accept these things mm-hmm. and choose how to respond to them. Right. Which in my head is being conscious and being mindful. That's all being mindful to me is. Is like choosing how to respond to a situation. Yeah. As opposed to just letting myself spiral yeah and i think that it's what you just described to me is like it's a really good way of of learning how to like be present yeah because you get home the refrigerator door is open and all the food is ruined on top of all the other things that happened today and you can choose to compile all that stuff together and look at it and be like that's so horrible or you can be present in the current moment that you're living in and be like oh this is the thing that's happening and all that stuff is in the past so it's actually over now. So you don't have to think about it anymore. Yeah. And I've already dealt with it. Exactly. So with the anxiety stuff, it's like anxiety really has no place in the present moment. It is always in regards to the past or the future. So when you have anxiety, if you take three deep breaths and you become conscious of the moment that you're existing in, I would imagine that it would at least lessen the anxiety. Yeah. Because the truth is like, Say I had anxiety right now because, like, tomorrow I'm going on a date with somebody who I've never met before, which is true. Ooh. Ooh. Gross. <laughs> and, uh, and then say, like, oh, I had some clients cancel and, I, and I'm going to be, like, tight with money for the next couple weeks or something like that. And so these are, like, past and, past and future things. And I, I could have anxiety about that stuff right now. But the, what's happening right now, I'm sitting on a couch I'm talking to a friend. I have a bunch of beautiful trail mix right in front of me. <laughs> There's some cute cats around. Great interior. Lovely energy in this place. 
AC is blasting. It's just lovely. Like the Eve. moment that I'm existing in right now is really lovely. So if I don't, if I take away all the other things that aren't happening right now, anxiety has no place there. Yeah. And that's usually the case. Like even to the, even to the degree where if I was, unless I'm literally being tortured, mm-hmm. you could be in prison in solitary confinement. And what you're worried about is time lost and future lost. But if you were to just like exist in the moment, it's like I'm I'm breathing, I'm relatively comfortable, I'm not starving. What can I learn from this experience at at the very least? You know, yeah. like it, I feel like that's an extreme example and that would probably suck. And I don't know, I I probably couldn't be comfortable in in, right. in, that, in that thing. But but the point is is like that anxiety, worry, fear that has no place in the present moment. Yeah. In you're right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I will do my best to remember that the next time I'm losing Just my mind. Just text me. I'll be your sponsor. True. Oh, you should be. <laughs> you walked in today and you were like, what's going on? Yeah. And I was like, I worked all day and I have stress and I had to come home and I'd eat real fast and I had to set up. And then next week I have this and then a month from now. It's like, what's going on now? Yeah. It's like, I'm just hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoying myself. Yeah. So is my we... energy different now? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Because I'm. I wanted to cry settled. when I came. When I. Oh, when I'm I came sorry. Here. Oh no, no. It wasn't that I wanted to cry. Yeah. It was like I could feel your. So are you okay? And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, so I can actually feel your energy. So here's so you're the not thing. okay. <laughs> so let's talk about it because you can't because I can tell. Yeah. And then, but yeah, but no, it's it's all chilled out, chill vibes, man. It's all the candles. It's all like the incense. <laughs> I like your like the... weak peace sign. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't even like a strong one. It was, no, like, very it's weak. weak one one like... of one of my hands is resting <laughs> on my leg. I can barely lift my fingers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, oh, very quickly, this is yeah. a this is a good question. How did you overcome the fear of connecting with spirit and let yourself be open to messages? Right. I think we kind of a little bit covered that right now with the the intuition and like whatever comes first yeah but I feel like this is I feel like this I understand this question because I was I was thinking about this earlier today because I was like how do I describe this to people I totally understand being afraid because I was super afraid my whole childhood of all these entities that I couldn't see and then we have movies like the sixth sense and we have movies that are just like so spooky Mm mm-hmm but I, the way that I thought about it today was like the only reason we're afraid of spirits is because we give them some type of authority over us and that makes us afraid. So it's kind of like when you're a little kid and you're afraid for your, that your, your parent is going to find out that you did something and you're afraid of your parents because they have this authority. Right. And then you grow up and you realize that they're actually like just as fucked up as you are <laughs> right or they're 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 just people and they actually have no authority right and it was just a power that you had given them because you assumed you assumed that they had some type of authority and and now are you afraid of your parents probably not you know and i feel like the same way about spirit you have no reason to be afraid of spirit just the same that you it's like when you're a little kid you're afraid of this thing cuz you think you're supposed to be but now you're an adult like why are you afraid of of something that you have authority over this is our realm of existence as human beings no matter what if you don't want something around you can get it away from you yeah even if it's supposed to be like even your own spirit guides if you don't want them around you they're not going to bother you 
they might try to communicate with you in other ways but if you're really clear like i do not want your help like they will they will leave not like fully they'll always be supportive and ready to help you at any moment but i think the they fear won't try stuff and, is like um, right make you can, the, make themselves known to you right yeah um so i feel like again like the 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 reason we're afraid of spirit is because of movies is because of like uh patriarchal rhetoric trying to make people afraid of witches Mm -hmm. ghost stories stories like campfire stories and while like yes sometimes there are negative entities that can cause problems i think it's generally pretty rare and once you open up to spirit You just have to be clear about what you want to let in. If I open a circle in my home so that I can do some type of ritual work, before I open that circle, as I'm opening it, I say, I cleanse the space and I say, no negative energy is allowed in here. Only healthy, high vibrational, positive entities are allowed in this space. And then when I'm opening the circle, I call out, I'd like to call down my spirit guides and my ancestors and my only my healthy, high vibrational ancestors are allowed in here. I won't even allow my own ancestors that are neg- that have unhealthy uh, behavior to come in. So if you're really clear about what's allowed in your space, like there's nothing to be afraid of. It, that's pretty much it is just like owning your own owning your own power. You have it. I believe in all of you. i believe in you all yeah you but it's like you just have to believe in you yeah because the only thing that you can give to an entity that is negative is your fear and they will play on your fear you know i've had i've had things you know rattle my bed and scrape my this is very rare and it happens to me because of my sensitivity i've had my body you know scraped or whatever touched touched Mm -hmm. yeah and i've had my like bed the headboard of my bed rattle or heard a voice that was really scary but it's like smoke and mirrors you know it's like going to not scary farm and someone screaming in your face you know they're not allowed to touch you yeah like so why are you really afraid yeah because you're startled but they can't they have no power other than the power you give them so i think if you're really clear on your boundaries then there's nothing to be afraid of that's how i that's how i overcame my fear because i used to be petrified scared of these things that i couldn't quite see clearly and now i'm like i literally roll my eyes when there's a negative entity around sometimes i still do get kind of scared and my and it's my voice is quiet when i'm like you need to leave right now bro you know like i'm a little bit afraid but you gotta get out of here dude um and then i'll ask my guides i'm like hey all my guys need to come here right now and kick this fool out of my house because he's scaring me and then they're like all right we got your back sis like they come in and they help me you know yeah I love that. Uh-huh. I got your back, sis. I love the voices that you give. <laughs> bro. Bro. Kick bro. this bro out. Get right, this guy out of my no house. No problem. I'm from, <laughs> no I'm problem. from Orange County. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize. It's ingrained. Yeah. It's ingrained in you as much as y'all is ingrained in me. Yeah. So this is something that you and I talked about personally once and something I think a lot of people will find very fascinating. The existence of extraterrestrials. Bro, I love <laughs> extraterrestrials. We had a couple questions sent yeah. in, and I'm I'm surprised that we did because most people don't equate mediumship uh, or psychic abilities or sensitivity or spirituality with aliens. But yeah. um, we had uh, two questions that I chose. Do you think extraterrestrials exist? Yes. 
Um, <laughs> <and> <laughs> quick answer. Yeah. Can I do a long answer? <laughs> you could do a long answer. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Yes, because first of all, there's like all the stars and all that stuff, you know? Yeah. Bro. Bro. Um, Bro, there's stars. Also, like humans are relatively like stupid. So if we're like the top dogs of the universe, I would. Don't want to be in this I would be really surprised, (laughs) you know? Like I would just be shocked if if there was no such thing. I mean, I I feel like not believing in extraterrestrials or or not like not believing in them, but, but like really hardcore believing they don't exist is just like completely insane sounding yeah. to me. You know, I agree. I, I, <laughs> whatever makes you feel good, I guess. You know? yeah, but, but I don't know like, why that I, would make you feel good. No, though. can there be <laughs> at least be like, something oh. like something that's a little bit more peaceful? I can. And, the thing is, is like I can understand people saying like I don't believe in extraterrestrials in the sense that they don't believe that. Um, alien life has visited us or UFOs are real. Like, I totally understand that. I First right, of right, all, right. I believe in that because I, I have experienced it. So, like, right. I believe in that. But right. I understand why if you hadn't, you wouldn't. Right. But, like, the people that, like, are adamant about, like, not, not having life on other planets, it's mm-hmm. just like, boy, oh, boy. Like, that's just... I, I can't mean, if there's a bajillion it. other galaxies and stuff, like, come on, I dude. I know. There's no way. Like, don't, don't. That's, you that's ridiculous. You have to be very egotistical to right? think, like, like humans nope, are just so us, basic. Ma'am. Like, we're still <laughs> killing each other over, like, resources. Like, that yeah. is so over, like, basic. renewable resources. Right. That it's we can... basic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so basic. There has to be somebody else that's, like, less <laughs> basic than us. Please. Who's smarter. For the love of Pete. And then the other question that was sent in. About extraterrestrials. About extraterrestrials. Sick. Is it possible to communicate with extraterrestrials through things like meditation? Yes. Yeah. 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 This is how I think about it is like we have a certain form of consciousness. We can actually telepathically communicate with each other to a degree if we're if we're both dealing with somebody who's equally as open as the other. Mm-hmm. So if if we have this form of consciousness and like I don't think that we're the top dogs of the universe. There has to be some other race of of individuals that have a higher consciousness that they communicate through their like spiritual body instead of their physical body. So I have actually encountered and communicated with m- multiple groups of what would be called extraterrestrials yeah Yeah. i don't remember exactly what they're called there's a bunch of different kinds in like the spiritual community that people know like i think that one of the most common ones is the pleiadians people know about the pleiadians uh which are like scandinavian looking aliens i guess um which i think is kind of weird but then there's also like blue light beings there's a whole there's a whole bunch but i remember when i was a kid anytime i would start talking about aliens I would get the same feeling that I got when spirits were around. And I would see these outlines of like human-esque shapes outlined in like a light. And I would get really scared and I would stop talking about them because I was like, they're here. And I can always feel them come in. And now I don't really work with ETs. Because that's not really my, I don't think like that's not my purpose. Like what I, what my job is here is right. to like help other human beings learn how to spiritually connect with their own gifts and like live in a 
joyous way. Um, so like extraterrestrials don't really have anything to do with that. But I do know people who do work with with ETs. And I think that like the more advanced a society is, like the more likely they are to communicate in a telepathic fashion, you know? And so I think absolutely, if you want to meditate with some aliens, like I think you can probably do it. <laughs> I think you can probably do it. The way I always thought about it is... Um, because again, I like to be very scientific, but I also like to pull from different parts of my life. So I was raised uh, a Lutheran. I went to Lutheran grade school. Mm-hmm. And for me, when I think of ETs, I think of angels. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I don't anymore believe in a God in that sense. Mm-hmm. Like I do believe in like an uh sort of like an all-powerful sort of, but I think it has something more to do with a plane of existence mm-hmm. than a being. Mm-hmm. But um, I always think of angels. And yeah. I think of like the ways that angels have presented themselves biblically. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that was an alien. Yeah, Like totally. that was a UFO. Like what are you talking about? Yeah. Like a burning bush? That was obviously like an extraterrestrial Am I the only one saying this? You know oh, what I mean? No, like, I, I just I feel so crazy. But no, I um, think that's, I think, I feel like a lot of people could, could see that, you know? Yeah. It makes sense. Like, a floating human with, or a floating human esque thing with all, with, with like much more knowledge mm-hmm. and like higher coming uh, from consciousness the heavens, coming from above. Glowing. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, and oh, honestly, I, I, I would even, potentially argue that like when we pass over when we have when we come become like spiritually enlightened like that is where we go what do you think of ufos i haven't had any encounters really i haven't my myself i've heard of um a bunch of personal like uh firsthand encounters my dad had a an encounter i wouldn't be surprised if they exist but part of me is also like I wouldn't be surprised if there was some like top secret government stuff that we don't know about that also it has that technology that they're using and that they and that they don't want people to know about so they so it's like a UFO thing. Yeah. But I haven't had any experiences. I don't think that they're like I kind of believe in everything. Yeah, I, just I, a little bit of everything. Cuz why not? You know, like if I have free will of choice like why not have more fun yeah you know (laughs) that's why our theme is it's fun to believe oh yeah because it's it's fun fun. to believe in why not you know especially when it works i know especially when like you get stuff out of it Mm -hmm. and it enriches your life in multiple ways Uh, also when you think of ufos like a lot of the times it's lights Mm -hmm. it's a, a you know lights and and sounds and and things like that Mm -hmm. occasionally you get people who say like no i saw a metal craft Mm -hmm. Uh, but a lot of times it's it's light and for me i always think of it as like you know humans are really good at thinking like this can't exist because i've never seen anything like it before yeah and so to think of like a ufo as just being a being what'd you say i said which is super dumb which is it's really dumb i don't know it's arrogant um hello 
They're here. Sorry. <laughs> They're here. See, when you talk about aliens, bro, I know. they show up. The lights just you. flickered and the very AC intensely turned like, off. Like very like it was very um, deliberate. Deliberate. Yeah. That's the word I was gonna say too. Yeah, that was weird. Because they're here. Well, I'll keep talking about them. Yeah. So you think of a UFO and you think of this like large thing. Mm-hmm. In our heads, we think of the, an entity like an extraterrestrial has to be human shaped. Right. Because that's the shape we are. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, no, they could be a giant ball. Right. Or a disc. Or an obelisk. Or a pyramid shape. Like, yeah. beings don't I've have to be kind our of look shape. like... Uh... They have like these weird like head, almost like a mohawk of feather looking things, but they're not feathers. They're like attached to the head. It's like a dinosaur. Like and that, the hot sun from the, the, the show, um, was it dinosaurs? Is that what the show was called? Remember? He was like hot. He wore like a letterman's jacket. Uh, oh, the hot sun. Yes. yes. Yeah. Kind of like, like not that. the mama, but then there was a sun. He was kind of hot. Kind of like that, fin. but they're blue and they have no clothes and, um, their face is kind of, they have like a beak. The ones I've seen that I've worked with directly. I have no idea why they wanted to work with me. And it was only <laughs> one time. And it was weird. I was meditating. They were all leaning over looking at me. And I was like, hi. Can I help you? Yes. <laughs> and then um, it's just not, I, I don't try to actively work. I like, I'm a lot more concerned with like healing the earth and like, I live here. I want to deal with this place. I want to help this yeah. plane. Yeah. So um, that's, but yeah, you know, I feel like I'm just like discounting all of my w- great wisdom by <laughs> just being like, yeah, and they looked like, and they had beaks, bro. And they had, and they had beaks, tails. And they had a and feather shit. boa. Yeah. Mohawk. <laughs> <laughs> that's all the time we have this week for Keep It Weird. This was not supposed to be a two-part episode, but Amy and I had so much to talk about and we wanted to answer as many questions as we could. So she'll be back next week for the last half of our Q&A. Also, Amy did a channeling session with me that is available on our Patreon page for our patrons. So if you're interested in going and listening to all of our mini-sodes, and honestly, they are an hour long or more. It's basically just bonus episodes. Just donate to our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash keepitweirdpodcast. The session was pretty wild. She knew things that it's just not possible for her to have known. And some strange things happened again. Like the lights that went off when we were talking about aliens. What the heck? It was very strange. All of the lights deliberately went off even the ac sputtered and came back on but somehow my recording equipment wasn't affected in any way i can't explain it next week amy answers questions about the sexual appetites of spirits speaking to your deceased loved ones knowing how to find your path and how to differentiate between a medium that's for real and a medium that's pulling your leg Follow Amy on social media at House of Heron's Eye if you need a little extra magic in your life and reach out and say hello. If you can't tell from her guest appearances on the show, she's the loveliest human and she couldn't be nicer. I know that some of the experience she's had can be almost too out there to believe, but believe me when I tell you that I've had experiences in her presence and after being with her for a, a time that... I 
can't comprehend or explain. She's the real deal. Follow us on social media at Keep It Weirdcast across all platforms. Go find our YouTube channel because we post a lot of funny and weird videos there. Grab a t-shirt from our Etsy page if you want to rep Keep It Weird everywhere you go. That's www.etsy.com slash shop slash Keep It Weird podcast. Rate and review our show on iTunes or just shoot us a message to talk about our episodes. We love you guys. As for a sign-off, I just have to say... If you keep an open mind and an open heart, you'll never believe what you can find. Have a great week, guys. Happy Fourth of July and keep it weird. Basically, like the biggest aluminum producer in the world. Uh-huh. Um, Alumin Alcor the, Al something. Anyway, Illuminati. Oh, the Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> yes.